0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Eat Vermont podcast. My name is Rocket, I am the founder of Eat Vermont. Our mission with this podcast is to highlight voices from all around Vermont's food scene. Today's episode features Sunny, the chef and owner of the Cambodian restaurant named Angkor Wat, which is right in Woodstock. For those of you who know Route 4, driving through Woodstock, there's that tight 15 mile an hour turn where the cops always lurk to get you on a speeding ticket. Well, on the Woodstock side of that bend, is Anchorwat. Sonny's story is really interesting. He was a refugee and an immigrant from Cambodia, and he has made a go of it successfully in the beating heart of Woodstock. Sonny is a man who lives up to his nickname, Sonny. His legal name is Chi. But he's got a sunny, bright disposition, a big laugh, and his food is really delicious. But before we dive into the chat, I'd like to tell you about this episode's sponsor. Have you heard about the Black River Innovation Campus, AKA BRIC, in Springfield, Vermont? Check them out. They've got a great co working space and no cost tech business startup support. You can learn more and apply to be part of the program at BRICVT.org. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Sonny of AnchorWatt.
1: So, when you first arrived, you said that the people were ready. The first opening, I don't think um, we ready for the people. Um, when we were start to open was almost 200 people. We were crying up until like, I think it was 1, 12, 1 in the morning.
0: Because we we're, were serving.
1: We serving. we still like people still coming in because mm. we didn't prepare for that. Mm. My preparing from the beginning was like maybe 35 you know, good for the day. Yeah. And when you have those people lined up, you had to start the spinning. Yeah. Any restaurant, that's just pressure. And you just like and we have the food, we have everything. It was like, you know, um I understand that people want to support. This is the first, probably the first of the Asian restaurant in Woodstock. Mm-hmm. You gotta remember that. Sure, yeah. So and uh when this opened it was like you know, again, you know, we didn't prepare for that much of the, uh, of the people. The d- demand. The demand, yeah. yeah. It was like, it was hard. It, yeah. It was really hard. Then when people start to eat it, then they, they didn't, it wasn't what they're looking for. Okay. How so? Because it was really traditional. Uh-huh. People didn't prepare for that. And then it start to wear out for a week it started to really drop. Mm. Then we knew that what happened. Yeah. I have my sister in law come over. Um, she lived down in Low Massachusetts and she gonna work for me the full time.
0: Right.
1: Even like week pass, places start to drop and drop. And people then then I start to realize that then I start to talk to people. They go, the people's not ready for that kind of food. Mm. Remember, you're in a White Town right. in Vermont. Right. So we have to shut it down. Shut so, down the shut down for um I the think whole restaurant? the whole restaurant for a week. Oh really? Yes, I did. And this the first month you're open or what? Yeah. And I think it was like what the second I think this the second week of the third week. So I knew that was happening. Mm-hmm. Then I say I'm not gonna give up. Oh, you, you were shutting down. The demand was shutting down. The, no, I'm shutting down because, because... the restaurant. Yeah, because there's no people coming back. Oh, I see. Because the food is not made like you in Lowell, Massachusetts. Right. So we in Vermont. Right. So I have to create something. Other Cambodians in Lowell? Oh. You want to go sometime? Sure.
0: We, we, maybe, you buy prepare maybe. to eat what to eat. In a couple of years, though, because you know, I'm rocketed in Vermont. Oh, do you like it? <laughs> so... If I get caught in
1: Massachusetts, (laughs) that's my career, you know, so I got to be really careful. So, but anyway, I, um, shut it down. Then I asked my wife, I said, honey, is people's not ready for that kind of food. Right. Let's transfer something out. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to, um, you type up, I'm going to tell you what exactly to do. Okay. So we did it. Yeah.
0: Then
1: I invite a whole bunch of people to come back. To soft opening for them to sample Mm. they say this is what I love Mm. and this is what I need whatever I need to do I can put on a special board and that's how it works Mm. from beginning it was a line up line up from the second beginning from the second beginning so and what were some of the changes you made um we didn't because the changing we didn't use any oil then we didn't use the fish sauce we didn't use the MSG oh, okay so and that's what a lot of people didn't ready for it right because the whole place when we cook them it's just yeah like you walk into the place like a true Cambodia it's real yeah, strong smell. strong smell like um, shrimp paste and all this stuff yeah like you know uh, if you're looking like people asking me all the time uh, papaya salad that's really really popular back home and Thailand so the Problem to do that, is you have to have a, a shrimp paste. Shrimp paste is really smell mm-hmm. like a fish sauce. I see. so, and then again, you know, you go back to low Massachusetts and that's what you're gonna have right see like where we farm yeah we eat the stuff like that it's true i remember growing up you know growing up in california mm-hmm. all oreo restaurants were really
0: stinky like yes yeah, they do smell yep you know? yep yep and, but then in vermont you never get that unless it's barbecue
1: exactly right? no you're, right. you're totally right it's totally right it's totally so, right You're right. so you know like my wife i brought my wife to little massachusetts she right. said you know sometimes she don't know what to eat right because it was smell like what she never smelled before i said it's a good stuff when you when get used to it, you know, so, but like myself, you know, that's where I grow up. Yeah, you just have to be used to it. You have to get used to it, like, you know, and that's why I told my, my older son, he say, you know, sometimes he does dip with the fish, sausages and everything. I say, you got to get used to it, son. So someday I'd like for you to go home and, and visit when they grow up a little bit, you know, so right. and when my dog gets to that age and stuff, you know, so. So it was uh, oil, fish sauce, and MSG. But it really, MSG it reduced down. Yeah, produced down. Yeah. And that's the flavor of the everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but in terms of the curry, curry, we, uh, it pastes. It. Curry, you got um, kefir lamb leaf, lemongrass, right. um, garlic, yeah. um, galangas, and the gingers, mm. and the chili pepper. Yeah. And you paste it you paste it all together, and that's how you make the curry. Yeah. So, but... So, in the, you've been
0: here almost 15 years, right? 15, 15. So, 2008 or something. Yeah, so. 15, yeah, 15 years. What are
1: some of the biggest challenges you've had? The biggest challenge, the customer's paying their ass. <laughs> <laughs> so? Man, yeah. it's just like, you do a hundred meal, yeah. then you got that one person at the end of the night. Mm. You know? The people from the city outside of, outside of Vermont. Okay. Because they never experience what I do, yeah. but they experience the city do. Uh, so they, see they what what they're see what more traditional. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's what the challenge is. Uh, so when I start to talk to them, they're more understanding. So, uh, okay. but you know, and people question me all the time. There's another thing too. You know what people question? I have until like since I was moved up here in 1997, I was working at the Mount Creamery for almost eleven years mm. um, as a pastry chef there. Right. Um, people always question me, say why you opened the restaurant here? You know, I knew where they're coming from. What do you I mean? mean? It's a white town. Oh, so they're why, why here? They're wondering why you would open up here. In here, in Woodstock here. Yeah. I I have so like hundreds of them asking that yeah. question. Yeah. Off. I say you're right. It was a white town, but yeah. I love the challenge. Yeah. And that's the way it is. Yeah. You know, so in you know, so when when I did this, you know, from beginning, yeah. if this restaurant didn't go, I was gonna open like more like a breakfast cafe type in here. Okay, but just in like a traditional yeah American. yeah American yeah. So, but when this took off, I just kind of like you know, okay, this worked yeah. After I changed the menu, yeah, so it worked really well. So, we're, but you know,
0: we're a Cambodia. you say you're a refugee? I was a refugee. Yeah. So, yeah. Cam- as a Cambodian refugee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, does it? What's your relationship in terms of bringing? Cambodian food to white people or to a white town. Is that is there
1: a feeling uh, for you about that? I think you know, I think I want people to try a different and healthy. So that's why I put and healthy. And healthy, yeah. So um, you know, because when I when I as a chef I've been working yeah. with uh, the Cambodian restaurant and everything, mm-hmm. so you look at that, then also you work with a lot of a fancy restaurant like American restaurant. Right. Uh, for me when I look at that, I go, you know. Uh, when I was looking in, in, like a Cambodian restaurant go like oh my god you put those things in, then you sell this you know as a product okay. so now I was like okay you know what it's good now I learned something Yeah. so then when I work at an American restaurant yeah. then I in my mind I said oh my god you can sell those and it's not taste as good than you can make for a living right. and that's what I was combined two together right. you know trying to be like okay I want to be more healthy mm. I don't want to do this with the oils. Let's do something like make something to make people yeah. like can taste like a curry. Do you, do you feel um,
0: proud to bring Cambodian culture to Vermont or, or do you feel um, challenged where you have to like, sacrifice some of the pure Cambodian to adapt it to Vermont? Like what, what's your feeling then?
1: I, I feel both. Okay. I feel like I'm proud mm-hmm. to do this here. As a, in the white town, mm. you know, I'd be honest with you. Yeah. And so I'm proud that to bring who I am to be in this town mm. and to bring something different yeah. in this town, you yeah. know. So, but I mean, then again, you know, if I was openly decide to open Cambodia again, I right. probably going to find a small town just like this. Oh, you would do, you would do it again? I would I would do it again and, and just be be proud to bring to the town. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, usually the town used to, to be but in a small town like this. Uh, usually town used to be judged. So but now and judged. Judged, yeah. Ask, For being know. like the only Asian person. Exactly. Is okay. so, it dif-
0: difficult, you're saying? It's
1: it's difficult. Yeah, yeah but now uh, you know uh, you know like because I married my wife from a uh, Vermana, yeah. she never experienced this food. Right. She's you like know. a white she's a white girl from Vermont. Oh my god, she can yeah. kids she can't even cook a burgers. <laughs> so but you know for her and i we make that happen you yeah, know yep. so and uh, i think i think it's a really great so when i um you know brought into this town mm. plus i was workaholic with every place so, in this town right then i'm trying to do some research myself like what did this town need they mm. missed something mm, mm. so they missed the Oreo spice exactly <laughs> yeah. so you know you go in so there and you get of yeah. <laughs> and you go over there, you get a burgers. Yeah. You go over there, you get some, you know, one of those cheese put on a fry. I go, people eat those things? You know, for mm. me to look at that, you know, I want to bring something a little bit different. Mm. You know, so that's why it, it what it is. Today. You're also
0: a guy with a big personality, you know, even outside of this. The, yeah. The racing, the cars, and just who you are, right? So I feel like there's kind of that... Um, personality edginess
1: yep. you, you can bring too I, I, I do I do I, um, you know I have people question me all the time you know mm-hmm. my wife my wife hate to go somewhere with me like if people ask me a question like what? Anything Oh okay Anything in terms Because I shoot right out Oh you just say it You know 55 years old Don't hold back (laughs) You ain't You're gonna die (laughs) If you go back You feel sorry for that to hold back On those answers Right You know I told my kid All the time Yeah You know I say If you know Yeah If if you believe yourself That is What you did Is the right thing Mm -hmm. Do not walk away And fight for it Mm. Because I do not want you To do that because that you want them to fight for to fight for because yeah. you because you stand up for if you're right mm. and that's a thing because don't you know some people say a certain thing then they go like oh you know you follow this person yeah. like you know you want to you want to display yourself you're not doing the right thing
0: well so here on this note you know my parents are korean yeah. uh and my grandparents are immigrants so yeah. navigating the american society the culture the permitting um all of that is a big challenge, especially if it's not your native language, right? Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that okay for you? Was it challenging? Was it, you know, how, it, how was that experience for you?
1: Um, You know, it was challenging. You know, like I say,
0: mm.
1: I didn't finish in the school.
0: You didn't finish what? School. Okay.
1: No. Um, what? What?
0: what? Age? Did you stop school?
1: Uh, when I was uh, when I was brought in the United States, nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Um, I was uh, 14, 13, uh-huh. 14. Yeah. They put me to uh, high school. Yeah. You know, there's no English. You can't even learn from one to two. Right. You know, when we get on the plane, yeah. we don't even know where we're going. Right. So I have the older brothers. Yeah. I have to follow that path, right? Because my, you know, my mom, my dad, yeah. my mom, my dad was passed away a long time ago when I was a kid, and my mom just recently passed a couple years ago. Mm. And uh, you know, like I say, whatever I follow, it was my brothers. Mm. So yeah. and uh, when we was in a refugee camp, mm-hmm. and um, next thing we know, uh, the embassy—I'm not really sure—they say, you know, do you want to go to America? if you were that run away from the war, mm-hmm. right? So when they ask you to go to America, yeah. for myself, there is another country that exists. Just think about it. You yeah. don't speak any English. Yeah. You only, you're a little, yeah. you, you speak your own language. You just do what exactly. Yeah. What your older brother does Yeah
0: And your dad was passed at the time My dad
1: passed the time along uh, Were you with your mom then In the refugee camp? Oh uh, no Okay The so war the When the war starts We have to separate Oh uh, Like everybody So you're did. just alone you In just the don't. refugee camp With your brothers. So. Yeah I just uh, had a refugee yeah. With my brother Yeah So when the embassy called us Said you want to go to America Then I go like I don't even know, you yeah. know, like I, I just follow my older brother. So if he says yes, you say yes. Whatever he say, we go. Okay. You know, so, and five kids was on the plane and we flew directly to wow. San Francisco. Holy shit. Yeah. We were there, the like, cold. It was Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I go like, why is this place so cold? You know, <laughs> it's like, it's cold. And then you moved to Vermont. <laughs> yeah. They give us jacket, uh-huh. you know, uh, my foster parents was in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. you know, then again, you have to understand it. Back in 1980s yeah. you know, I was in '82, I in 80, yeah. so you can sponsor a kid to do livings. Mm. So it's not something you want to be in the family. So why is that? Why is that? Because you can sponsor any kids to do a living. It would Back be- then, is easier to make money from the government than to take care of the kids? Are you saying that you would get paid to be a foster family? That's what you're saying? I don't get paid No, no, the family The, the family does yeah. So you're saying that as a kid you, mm-hmm.
0: they, may, they may be doing it for the money
1: for the, for the money yeah. And they, they already have money They already have three kids mm. So you figure this out uh, Get into your head You sponsor five kids Three bedroom house They have their own three kids So they sponsored all five of you? Yes. And they already had three? They already have three. And Just think a, about where they put? Living room? Every room they have to stack the bed. Yeah. yeah. So if you were a person like the one to bring another kids in, yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Just think about it. Yeah. And
0: So you feel like they did that for the money?
1: For, of course. Oh. If you talk to all the people that, you know, majority from that Ralph where I was, you know, brought it in. My brother was old enough to have another Kimberly friend. He left... Mm. he left well, I don't know what age that he left he left to spend some time with his friend because I couldn't leave yeah, he, so you know I'm still science. there yeah, yeah I was still there so oh. but and uh, uh, most people say oh you got between adopt and sponsor it's a difference
0: I see yeah I see so sponsoring is just kind of like bringing in refugees An adoption and it's easy yep but f- foster, adopting you actually have to go through
1: go through with a lot of stuff job. yeah so but uh, like I say, you know, um, you know, as soon as I turn um, 18, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was done. I want to go. Yeah. Then I have Kanaka friend, like was from from Portland, Oregon. Yeah. He moved out to Massachusetts, and he called me up. Was like, hey, dude, you know. Uh, why don't you come here you can make five dollars an hour back in the 80 mm. so you know as a dishwasher
0: mm. And that's what I did, mm.
1: you know one one way ticket I was live with him for a little while mm. then I start to work, you know with a lot of stuff here. and yeah, you know My 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 first job was was a dishwasher. Yeah, you know Um, Then I found the bakery. Yeah, uh, they call Blackson's bakery wiki goodies down at um river mill complex okay. in lebanon ah, right. so i walk in there back then you walked to new hampshire no i walk around. i was living in lebanon oh okay at that time i live in lebanon okay. right <laughs> close to the bakery i yeah. walk down there i go i don't even know what the bakery is oh because you didn't hear, hear the word <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah. look
0: but your english is so bad at that point
1: oh suck <laughs> suck man you know i yeah. walk in there i go i asked the guy i go um are you hiding he go yeah. And he go like, you know the guy knew that my English was sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was obvious. Yeah. So yeah. he was asking me to go, um, um, you need to bring your ID so blah blah blah, you don't forget the application, whatever. Sure. So I went there. Yeah. So I asked him, When can I come in? Yeah. He go like he because the bakery is early hour. And, very early hour. Yeah. So he asked me, he go, um, you know, uh, what time do you want me to come in? I, I go like, you know, he say two in the morning. I go, oh shit! <laughs> I, I never that was that early. I am well, still partying, go out <laughs> dancing and stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever how, how old are you then? Eighteen, twenty. Uh, yeah, eighteen. Okay. So then I was, you know, whatever. So they go like, no, you can come in at five o'clock. So and uh, you know, we start a little bit early, but um, you know, you can come in to see what we do, blah blah blah. So I left the job that was a dishwasher. Yeah. And come to work in that place yeah you know it money back then mm. is a lot of difference yeah you know so um you know like i got my own apartment next to it and you know i show up work on time i walk from the street down it yeah you know it's just um that was my second job like i've been hold on until you know the guy passed away mm. you know i have a lot of problems with issues and stuff yeah. you know pass away and uh you know he give that I've been working for him for a really long time. Then before he passed away, he signed the bakery to me. He did? Yeah, he did. He just yeah. gave you the business? Gave, yeah, signed. How Be- long did you work for him? Um, uh, probably four, five, six years. Okay. Because nobody can handle what I can capable to do. Right. I would scrap the floor from the beginning when he hired me. Yeah. Then he started to train me how to do a croissant, mm. do the bread, do yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah, right. right now, yeah. I would challenge anybody from the people to go to college for the pastry, And I will show you how to do a process from beginning into on the table. So he like really trained you from scratch. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. All the story that happens is, it wouldn't be him. Yeah. When he would pass away, he say, you're gonna make a lot of thing in your life. Mm. So. um, That's what he said. Yeah. So he really believed in you. Oh yeah. It wasn't just that he was just desperate for him. I was a a hard worker. Ah, okay. Asian man like you know like you had that oriental work oh my god man we do a croissant we do like Uh we have like hundreds and hundreds of counts Mm. from Donovan to uh, anywhere that restaurant back then we do a lot of bread yeah yeah used to be a lot of uh, restaurant down here we do a lot of bread and stuff yeah so when he passed away and I got the paper and everything then I let that bakery run for a little while yeah it didn't go for long then I decided to sell my partnership yeah. to the one the person that worked there. Okay. So anyway, I signed, went to a lawyer and everything. I thought I can trust that person. Yeah. She cleaned me out. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She cleaned me out. So the IRS started to call. The what? IRS. IRS. So, yeah. Yeah. to call and yeah. say what happened, blah, blah blah. So I thought we already paid this stuff and blah blah. blah. No, she cleaned me out she the took home, the money and everything. Scram. Yeah. So I went to my lawyer. Yeah. He looked at that. He said, You really deep. I go, wouldn't you mean I'm really deep? So mm. this is what I can do for you. You can one, I can clear your name off. So you don't have to, you don't have to pay nothing. Right. Two, you you'll sign it off to her. Just sign it off. The smart move for me to do which is just sign it off okay I said I want to be done here yeah you know my life is not meant to be here whatever yeah he wanted me to be here but as soon as the, the former owner the former owner that passed away so but anyway uh, then when I signed off I was done yeah and then so you walked away piecemeal. I walked away clean yeah. my hand yeah and then the IRS shut my account down on my bank account Wow. I go, oh, no, <laughs> I need the money for the rent. Right. Yeah, because, you know, so my lawyer write the letter to the IRS and blah, blah, blah. They opened my bank account again. So then I told her, say, you know, the baby not going to last long. When you, you have to understand this. When uh, people put 110% if you that person walk away, mm-hmm. you're done. Trust me for that, especially the bakery. Yeah. So two weeks later, she will fight bankruptcy. Then she asked somebody to invest it. Oh, yeah. Then owe somebody another $10,000, $15,000. Oh. When the IRS still after her, I say, I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah.
0: You had already walked away.
1: Oh, bro, well, well. If away. I was married today, that bakery would be still alive. Would be one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. You can come in there. I will teach you how to, to, to mix the dough on the table. Yeah. You will be like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Would be the history. Mm. But, you know, I didn't have a family. Mm. I was gift. Mm. Then, when he passed away, I took all his first name and last name yeah. and gave it to my son.
0: Oh, um, you named him? Yeah. You named, named your him. son after this mm-hmm. guy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, I do. Wow. You know, he was like a mentor, like yeah, yeah. beyond mentor. Yeah. If he was like, I would take care of that guy. Yeah. Wow. Anytime, any day. That's an incredible honor. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, his picture yeah. is still up there. Yeah. What well, was know, his name? Main- Rob O'Hara Rob O'Hara Yes, yeah. Irish oh,
0: Okay. okay yeah. So you have a son Yeah <laughs> Where your Oh yeah son O'Hara? <laughs> Yeah,
1: oh yeah He's rough yeah, yeah, yeah Like you know Well, that's amazing That's yeah. why I call him Brown Irish I see. Is that then when you moved over to Woodstock Creamery? Yes Okay Mountain Creamery? Mountain Creamery, yeah, yeah. yeah. After,
0: yeah. That after that baking After that baking Because you already had the baking experience
1: Yeah, yeah. I, You know After everything is done Yeah I have my first car Yeah I turn to a friend I go can I bought this car? It was like five thousand yeah. dollars, right? So I don't have a lot of money, but you know, back then you can get a good car for a few grand. Yeah. Then I turned to my friend, then my friend will co-sign for me. Yeah. I took off for a week, went to Hampton Beach. This is before I met any I have met anybody. Yeah. So I just took the Hampton Beach, man. I sleep there in the back of the Dodge Shadow. Okay. Look it up. Small heights back and you know <laughs> I either, I just like take the shower there, I went there, I slept at the car for a week. Mm. I need to regroup myself, what I want to do, mm. you know? This is after the bakery. After the bakery,
0: yeah.
1: after everything shit hit the fan. Yeah, I just, I like, yeah. in the morning I opened the newspaper, I was like, hmm, Marble Creamery, you know, bakery looking for a pastry chef, right? right. I go, I don't even know where what stock is. Yeah. <laughs> Then I start to ask people down in Lebanon. Yeah. They go like, oh, Woodstock, it's about 20, 30 minutes from here. Yeah. It's a really, really t- uh, rough town. I go, what do you mean rough town? They say, yeah. They go, be careful because a lot of Rockefeller rich people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they start to tell me all this story, right? I go, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, first, when I walk into the Mountain Creamery, yeah. her name is Karen. Uh-huh. She knew me. From the Blacksmith's Bakery. Ah, okay. She was manager at the Mount Cremery. Okay. I walk in there. He go, she go like, she uh, she go, she. I go, yes. What are you doing here? Right. I go. I'm looking for a job. She go, wait a minute. You looking for a job? I go, yes. Uh, I tell you later about the yeah, the bakery and everything. No. She go, don't move. I go, okay. I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> so. She went to get John mm-hmm. the owner. Yeah. She said John.
0: Yeah.
1: The person you would you just hire him. You want this guy. Yeah. Mm. Just hire him. Mm. Don't you don't even think let yeah. him walk out of here. Just ask him when can he start. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so then John come over, "When can you start?" I go, Wow, I get the job a little easy. <laughs> so then I told him, I say, listen, ah, uh, what do you need from me? Yeah. I don't need anything. Just bring me your ID and we do yeah, or whatever. Mm. So he say like, I told him, I say, you know, I just got out from everything. So can I start everything fresh on Monday? Mm. He go, Monday. Yeah, Monday, can you show up here in certain time? Like, because we have the person here can yeah. train me. Yeah. I go, mm. sure, no problem. And I never, never late for a minute or two. I didn't be early, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I got that job almost 11 years. Wow. Then, uh, you know, it just, the story was like how hard you want and how hard you work. Yeah. And I did. When I produced, when I went into that bakery, yeah. it's a lot complex with the, with the recipe. Yeah. I didn't like it mm-hmm. because that's not how you do it, mm-hmm. you know. So when I went there, uh years later then i met another owners. i didn't know it was the two partners <laughs> mm-hmm. he was he used to have an ice cream shop in nantucket
0: oh nantucket
1: yeah oh. and he Holly over here so oh. i only worked for john yeah yeah john and i were talking about you know john's a great guy he's a business guy yeah i learned a lot about from him too yeah you know because he doesn't like people but he's a businessman yeah so the next thing he introduced me yeah I go, hi, you know, blah we started talking. Man, it was like it was things would start to change, shifting. Oh almost eleven years mm. I never asked for a race. Well. I asked him, I said, you know, I produce um, ice I made that business hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. Killington got all the dessert from me. Mm. If somebody asked me on the line, I did it. Yeah. Everything, whatever they need. Humble, yeah. Lot. So Asked him for a race one. He gave a guy like been there for maybe a year or two, a dollar more than he gave me for fifty cents. I was like, it was done. Oh. That's a difference. So that's why you left. Uh, that's why I left. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then and then you said I'm gonna start my own thing.
1: Uh, I got a lot of people ask me to do it. Oh, okay. It's not just you know. You, you just, didn't just decide, but people. Wanted yeah, to I, I was oh. gonna sign. You know, Mango used to be Lincoln Inn? No. Used to be a Mango wood, which is uh. The lady from Taiwan, so I was going to sign a paper to work with Teresa and Amy. Mm -hmm. But Amy and Teresa say, no, you got too much talent. You need to open one of your own here. And that's why... That was a Taiwanese lady? hmm? That was a Taiwanese lady? Yeah. Yeah. They said that. And, um, you know, then I decided, like, you know what? So that gave you, like, the courage or the confidence? Oh, I was like, you know what? I told my wife, I said, listen, you know... um, what we have for money for my retirement. She mm. Not much. They go like, they want to take a hog. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Okay. You know, I'm going to do it. When we opened this place, it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't wasn't enough money either. You know, so, but then, uh, you know, my brothers give me a loan um, for 10000 It's still like not enough. Yeah. Then we went to the bank. The bank turned us down. They did. Oh, completely back then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They turned us down. So, but I think that, um, you know, then of, uh, 5 years later the bank thought the calling us. Yeah. I go like, you know what? <laughs> we don't need we you good. anymore. <laughs> yeah, we good. We good.
0: Well, so how did you close the last fund, fund, like funding gap? The the funding gap, so, I you emptied your retirement, uh, your everyone. brother loaned you 10,000. Yep. And then what? I paid them back. Yeah, yeah. You know. But, but was that enough to get open or did you have to do a fundraising? Enough to get
1: open, oh, okay. like the second term, like when I remember the first, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the, the first time it doesn't work. Yeah. So the second time I knew it's work. Yeah. So we, well, then that's why I thought, you know, I, I just, you know. So you went all in. I, I went all in. Do okay. you own the building too? No, no. Okay. I, I have a choice to buy, but I don't want to. Okay. I don't want, but start not, no. it's just, it's, I mean, like, you know, I don't, you know, I told my wife, like, I don't know if I can do this forever it's yeah. restaurant is tough yeah it real world. my goal was like you know i want if i could go back to my route yeah i think i'm gonna go open like a small cafe like a breakfast type uh-huh. like a good
0: yeah solid breakfast yeah
1: i got some place
0: that i'm looking at okay, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. this is great thank you for that'll be awesome for doing this. You, know, yeah. you know what you know when i'm listening to this what i want to do is i want to start a podcast and just put these conversations up.: we'll boil like a tiny bits down yeah. and i'll make a little paragraph about your story, awesome. a couple paragraphs, and then we'll put that in the book. That will be a awesome. Yeah, that would be okay. perfect. Thank all right. you. Thank you, Chief. Appreciate it, man. Thank you all for tuning in today. If you'd like to support this podcast, please consider leaving us a, a rating, a high rating, <laughs> if you might, um, and also just sharing it with people that you think might find it interesting to hear these conversation series. Now, we also, of course, want feedback, and we would love suggestions of people that we should speak to. So if you want to reach us, you can reach us at hello at eatvermont.com. Thank you all for listening, and remember to eat Vermont.